Hello everyone, my name is Brendan Moore, and that noise hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turner's They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast, on this very special day. I don't normally do podcasts on Saturday, but today is a special day. Today is May the 4th, Star Wars Day. So in honor of such a day, let me be the first to say, may the 4th be with you. It is now an official holiday in California, which is where I live. Partially in honor of the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland later this month. That is the new Star Wars park, and I gotta tell you, I am excited about the opportunity to be able to take my nephews and my niece to a Star Wars land where they can immerse themselves in Star Wars. Yes, it's also for my benefit, but I want them to have an experience that I never got to have as a kid, which I would have loved to have had. And that will be happening later this month. And also, there is a Star Wars Land opening at Disney World in Florida. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan right now. So, in honor of May the 4th, I would like to give you my ranking of all the Star Wars films. I will not be including the Clone Wars film, nor Caravan of Courage, or Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. Those we can discuss at a later time. As well as the Star Wars Holiday Special, which I still have not seen. Which I tried to watch, but found it too disturbing. And too awful, but maybe I'll give it a shot and give you my thoughts on it later. Let's dive right in. We're going to start actually at the top, going from top to bottom. My number one favorite Star Wars movie is The Empire Strikes Back. This is a very popular choice among a lot of fans. Let me just give you a brief telling of why. The original film is marvelous. And I think The Empire Strikes Back takes the ideas presented in Star Wars and expands upon them to create a deeper, darker, and ultimately more meaningful experience. New layers are added to the story. This is where Darth Vader goes beyond just being a stuck villain into being one of the great movie villains of all time. And not just villains, but great movie characters. You see, you'll see that there is more to him than just a man in a suit. So we get that. We get the introduction of Yoda, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. We get to see new worlds and new locations. And we also, I think, get the best of all the Star Wars movie scores. I think John Williams does his best work in Empire. A lot of people forget 
that we do not hear the Imperial March until we hear the score to the Empire Strikes Back. Yoda's theme, Han and Leia's theme, it's a great new musical material is added that then has become a staple of the series that was not introduced oddly enough until the second released film. So that is my number one. Just as a side note, it's also interesting that George Lucas made very few modifications to Empire. Uh, which I think is good because the film doesn't really need much. Not that any of the films need much, but what was added was actually helpful to the film. Such as the scene of Vader returning to his, his Star Destroyer. So, there's so much we could say, but I want to keep it brief. Empire is my number one favorite. My number two favorite is Star Wars as is now known, A New Hope. When the movie was released, it simply was called Star Wars. The episode for A New Hope subtitle was not added until the 1981 re-release of the movie. Because it was with Empire Strikes Back that George Lucas added episode 5 in the theatrical release. So it was there when the movie hit theaters in 1980. And so when Star Wars was re-released in theaters in 1981, it was added that that subtitle was added in. Which I think is brilliant, because it gives it a sense of being a serial story. Or it's like, tune in next week, you know, kind of Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers. Which is exactly what George Lucas was going for. Star Wars is where it all began. A marvelous tale of good versus evil, a morality play, if you will, that really tells a simple story, but in such a new way. As I mentioned on a previous podcast, it takes ideas from other movies, movies, literature, mythology, and repackages them into something unique yet familiar. Also, the introduction of the Force which I think is probably one of the greatest strengths of Star Wars. It's a force is described in simple enough terms that anyone of any spiritual persuasion can understand it. Also, great characters. I think that's one of the things that makes Star Wars great are the characters. An introduction to great, familiar, yet new characters. And a, just a brilliant sense of fun. One of the funnest movies out there. So Star Wars, my number two. My number three greatest favorite Star Wars film is Return of the Jedi. I love the Ewoks. I'm just going to start by saying that. The Ewoks get so bashed on by some fans. I love them. I think they're a great addition to Star Wars. I think George Lucas, yes, was exploring more of the kid-friendly nature of Star Wars. 
I do think that's true, but I love the Ewoks. I love the film because it really delves into Vader in the most profound way. This is, I think, where his character becomes the most human. As we honestly see who he is, and not just the fact that we physically get to see his face. But that he, we see the conflict in him. And he makes the ultimate sacrifice to save his son. And thereby save the galaxy. And we also get the introduction. Yeah. Technically, of my favorite Star Wars character, and that is Emperor Velveteen. A cunning Machiavellian politician. There's so much we could say about Return of the Jedi. I love the Jabba's palace scene in the opening. You know, the, the sail barge battle and all that neat stuff. I really do like the Ewoks. I like the battle for Endor, which, by the way, the special effects in the Battle of Endor have aged so well that very little tampering was done to them. In fact, I think the only thing George Lucas added was the ring exploding out of the Death Star. And the battle is brilliant and done with old-fashioned practical effects in a way that I think will never be equaled in terms of its scale. It's absolutely brilliant. Yet again, John Williams introduces some new and amazing Star Wars themes. And yet again, it expands the universe, and it's just so much fun. And I think a fitting end to the story. My number four favorite Star Wars film is The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi because I think what it does with the characters of Rey and Kylo Ren is brilliant. And with Luke. I happen to like what they did with Luke. And I think Mark Hamill gives his best performance he's ever given in this film. Uh, but I think the real strength of the movie is Kylo Ren. I think the ultimate story of the sequel trilogy will be the story of Kylo Ren. Kylo is conflicted. Kylo is desperate for help. You know, I think he's burnt his bridges, unfortunately. He had the opportunity to join Rey and do the right thing, but he turned again to the dark side. The tragedy of Kylo Ren, the tragedy of Ben Solo, I think is really the strength of this film, and it does it so well in the movie. Yes, there are some things that do not work, but I think, for the most part, that is what draws me to the film. Particularly the forced bond between Kylo Ren and Rey. Those conversations they have and the interactions they have are fascinating. So, The Last Jedi is my number four favorite Star Wars film. Number five, Solo. Solo is a good old-fashioned, rip-roaring adventure. Now, the debate about whether or not we needed this film, I think, is, is, is silly, because... You know, okay, yeah, they could have they done a movie that 
expanded upon the universe. Instead of filling in the backstory of Han Solo. Yes, that's true. But, the film for me is a lot of fun with a great musical score by John Powell. John Williams contributed the main theme, the theme of Han Solo himself. Called, I think, The Adventures of Han. John Powell, the Oscar-nominated composer of On a Train of Dragon, took the theme that John Williams made and made a new score and created some great themes. Whether it's Emphasis Nest's Marauders, that theme is great. Or the love theme between Han and Kira, which is like something out of an opera. Out of an opera like Puccini's Turandot, which I actually got to see last year at San Francisco Opera, which was amazing. The score is great. I think it introduces some neat new characters. I have a uh, Star Wars Black series figure of Tobias Beckett, Woody Harrelson's character. Up on my wall, I'm looking at it right now. Also, we have L337. We have Young Lando, played brilliantly by Donald Glover. We have the mystery of the character of Kira. We have some really great stuff. Uh, and I think Alden Ehrenreich does a good job as Young Color. So Solo, my fifth favorite Star Wars film. Number six, uh, The Force Awakens. Now this is a close one between the next one on our list, but we'll get there in a minute. The Force Awakens is a great addition to the Star Wars universe. Very similar to the original film, yes. But I think the director, that was his way of sort of easing the audience back into Star Wars. And I really enjoy it. Yet again, John Williams delivers a great score. It's got a great use of visual effects that are both practical and CGI. A good blend, which I think is what we needed. Some great callbacks to the original Star Wars, but also introducing great new characters. Finn, need I say more? Ray, Kylo Ren, BB-8, Maz Kanata is one of my favorite characters. Um, just it really revitalizing Star Wars in a big way. And it was so wonderful to get a good Star Wars film after kind of a slump. And yet again, I say I'm a prequelist, so I'm not going to rag on the prequels. But I think The Force Awakens really brought back what was lacking in Star Wars. Good characters, good writing, good acting, good directing. And really, is just a whole lot of fun. So, The Force Awakens, my number six. Number seven, Rogue One. Now, this is a very close call with The Force Awakens. There are days I like The Force Awakens better than Rogue One. There are days I like The Rogue One better than The Force Awakens. But today, Rogue One, my number seven. Rogue One is a great film because it demonstrated 
that you could have a successful Star Wars film that did not tell the story of any of our familiar characters. It introduced some great new characters, my favorite being the blind monk, Chirrut Imlay, played brilliantly by Donnie Yen. And of course his bodyguard, Baze Melvis, another great character. L3, not L3, K2SO, a lot of people's favorite droid. Another sassy droid. The Star Wars films lately have been very good at introducing new droids that really get people's attention. We'll see what this new little droid in The Rise of Skywalker will be like. K2 is a great character. I'm excited that there is going to be a Disney streaming series about Cassian Andor, that's Diego Luna's character, and his adventures prior to the events of Rogue One. And K2SO will also be in it, reprised by the same actor who played him in the movie, Alan Tudyk. You may know Alan Tudyk as Wash, the pirate, the pilot of the Serenity on the show Firefly. Also a great voice actor in a lot of Disney movies. Rogue One is also a deep dive. It's a film that can be enjoyed by the casual fan, by the casual moviegoer, but those who kind of know Star Wars in and out will find a lot there that they can really bite into. It's really good stuff. And, you know, telling a great story, and also including one of the best sequences in a Star Wars movie in recent years. And that is the hallway fight with Darth Vader. Where the rebels are getting the plans into the Tantive Four. That's Leia's ship, and Darth Vader attacks. An incredible feat. So, Rogue One, my number seven favorite. Okay, now number eight. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, I think, continues some of the weaknesses of the prequel trilogy. I would agree with that. But it does add some things, I think, that are great. Let's jump right in into one of people's favorite scenes from that movie, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. This is the story that Palpatine tells Anakin to lure him to the dark side. We learn in other canon materials that it is not, in fact, a Sith legend, but Palpatine telling the story of his own master. Darth Plagueis was Palpatine's master, and the apprentice who killed him in his sleep was Palpatine himself. That scene is one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. The one thing I cannot fault in the prequels is Ian McDermott as Palpatine. Truly Machiavellian, pulling all the strings with such deadly precision. And yet he's charismatic. You're attracted to him. Kind of, you know, like how 
evil politicians become dictators. They have that charisma. Palpatine is no different. Revenge of the Sith also, yet again, good music with John Williams. Um, yet again, has some great scenes like the Battle of Coruscant in the beginning. Palpatine's portrayal of Dooku is kind of interesting. And just, there's a lot there that I think kind of makes up for some of the mistakes in the other two movies. Is the movie perfect? No, but I enjoy it for what it is. And I think that it really adds some, a lot of layers that were kind of lacking in the other two that were sorely needed. So, Revenge of the Sith, my eighth favorite Star Wars movie. Ninth favorite, The Phantom Menace. I have to admit, I, part of me has a nostalgic connection with The Phantom Menace. I was 13 years old when it came out, so still young enough for it to make an impression on me, and I watched the VHS to death. So I have the movie memorized. Incredible music, The Duel of the Fates, that sequence. There are two sequences I really love in the movie. One is the pod race. I really like the pod race. Except maybe for the two-headed announcer. And I really like the Duel of the Fates battle with Darth Maul. Great scene, great music. Um, I really like Qui-Gon Jinn. He's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. And also Palpatine, we're getting the first time we get to see him as just a normal, unassuming politician. And even characters like Captain Panaku maybe doesn't get enough love. Or characters that I actually rather like. So there's a lot in the Phantom Menace for me to enjoy. There are a lot of things that maybe don't work, but I find myself rather enjoying the, the movie uh, in certain parts. And if I choose to focus on the things that I like, it ends up becoming a much more pleasant experience. So my number nine favorite Star Wars film. And then number ten, the bottom of our list, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Now, as I mentioned, I'm a prequelist, so I am not going to bash too hard on the prequels. Attack of the Clones is my least favorite Star Wars film, because I think the writing, the acting, and the directing are at their worst here. Now, I need to make a disclaimer. We, as fans, should never never blame the actors for the problems of their performances. Actors do what they are given. If the script is not well written and the direction is not good, they are not going to give good performances unless they sort of have the skill to make something of nothing. And not every actor can do that. So we should never blame them if we don't enjoy their performances. That being said, I, I think some of the writing and the directing are at their worst here. Now, 
One of the problems might be the fact that these sets are almost entirely artificial. I understand the technology that exists today is pretty neat. But it kind of can be responsible for really ruining a lot of movies. But we have seen examples of people working in an almost completely CG environment making movies that are well received. Movies like Gravity, movies like the recent Jungle Book. It can be done. But I think only when the directing and writing are good. So, Attack of the Clones, yet again, has a great score by John Williams. That's one of my favorite things about it. And it's probably the score I find myself listening to the most. There are some th things I like, such as Christopher Lee's Count Dooku is great. And, but I think for me, it just doesn't really work. And so, I unfortunately have to call it my least favorite Star Wars film. So that is my list. If your list is different, that's fine. I'm not telling you what you should think. I'm just telling you how I feel. So let's recap my list. Number one, The Empire Strikes Back. Number two, Star Wars. Number three, Return of the Jedi. Number four, The Last Jedi. Number five, Solo. Number six, The Force Awakens. Number seven, Rogue One. Number eight, Revenge of the Sith. Number nine, The Phantom Menace. And number ten, Attack of the Clones. Let me know what your lists are. You can find me on YouTube at Tasty Waffle. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brennan Blue. And just let me know what you think. I'm very interested to find out where the Rise of Skywalker is going to end up on my list. So those are my thoughts for today. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not by Star Wars Podcast. May the 4th be with you.